Hi, and welcome to the Maria Liberati Show, where food meets art, travel, and life. And where we ask the question, what does food mean to you? Hey, this is Maria Liberati, and I'm having a fantastic day. Hope yours is just as fantastic. Thanks for joining me. And today's special guest is chocolatier, chocolate maker, artisan chocolate maker, Diana Amendalora from Chocolates X Diana. So stay tuned for that interview. My life seems to come in chapters that as an obsessed foodie, I can only think of describing them in flavors. You know, the chocolate chapter, which is filled with a sweet and flavorful, really delectable. The Novello, which is new and green behind the ears, like the new wine or olive oil. The pasta chapter, filling but puts you to sleep. <laughs> the vanilla chapter, well, today would probably be part of my vanilla chapter. Delicious, simple, unassuming. I'm finishing up my book and love reading it over and over again and recrafting the stories of memories and recipes, but not too much of anything exotic or out of the ordinary going on. And that's my book, which will be a new book series, The Basic Art of Italian Cooking Diaries. This one is subtitled Seasons. Well, my truffle chapter, I'm hoping for a true chapter that I can title my truffle chapter something truly out of the ordinary, you know, really special. So much of your life can be divided into little chapters, each with its own underlying theme. And of course, to a foodie obsessed, food is always the underlying theme. My day is based around food, shopping for food, deciding what to eat, preparing the food, writing about it, talking about food and recipes. I would call my chapter, The Kiwis Are Coming, since I made a winter fruit salad with kiwis and fresh lemon juice, a spoonful of stevia, and some unsweetened organic coconut sprinkled on the top. I let that marinate for an hour and oh, it was really a delicious winter salad. Unfortunately, they were not local kiwi, but they were delicious all the same. They are, it is the time of year for kiwi. And if you're looking for more artisan recipes, check out my book series, The Basic Art of Italian Cooking, on my website at marialiberati.com, on Amazon, or anywhere you can find books online. You can follow me and find out more on my books at my website. Again, it's at marialiberati.com, my blog at marialiberati.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at marialiberati, Facebook at Chef Maria Liberati, Twitter at Maria Liberati, and that's with a capital M. And don't forget about my Facebook live events that pop up. I have interviews, live videotaped interviews on my Facebook stream once a week. They're usually videos of people that I've interviewed in my podcast. So you'll get to find out a little bit more about some of my guests. And this is Maria Liberati on the Maria Liberati Show. And we have Ayana Amendalora, who is a chocolate maker and a chocolatier. If you saw my Facebook set live segment, you uh, already heard Diana speaking a little bit about the yummy confections that she does. But uh, she's going to tell us she has a really interesting story about how she got into chocolate making. And, and uh, she actually started her company during 
the pandemic, it gave her the time at home to to begin this venture. But uh, it's something that she's been working on for quite some time. But anyway, Diana, thanks so much for being with me here today. Hi, Maria. Yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs> yes, so yeah, you are uh, most welcome. We've been chatting away. So yeah, so <laughs> what... Um, Tell us, you have such an interesting story. I know you went to Johnson and Wales, but after that, you went through South America and uh, to learn about chocolate making. Tell us about that. It's so interesting. Yeah. So um, after I graduated, um, like I said before, I I um, took a chocolate and con- confections class at school, but didn't really anticipate that <laughs> that I'd be going any further with it. Uh-huh. Um, I was okay at the class, (laughs) but it's definitely a skill like um, working with chocolate is something that you have to continuously like, you know, keep learning about and, um, you know, keep trying to, I guess, refine your techniques. Mm -hmm. Um, So after I graduated, I ended up like working in some restaurants and decided I wanted to um, focus on pastry. And um, I ended up uh, taking a trip with my friend to Peru and um, completely just like fell in love with with their food culture and their appreciation for their own ingredients. Uh-huh. So um, yeah, so I was like determined to find a job there. And um, I ended up basically like, I guess, kind of leading my way into chocolate. I mean, you know, when you work in, in restaurants, you, you're kind of detached from you know, you get such great quality ingredients in, but you feel kind of detached from them. So like, you know, I'm getting this amazing bag of chocolate in that I'm turning into whatever dessert, but you don't really know anything about it. So I feel like that's kind of what fueled my like uh, desire to learn more about chocolate making. Uh Um, So I ended up finding a job in a bakery and chocolate shop in Arequipa, Peru. And, um, yeah, I worked there. And then I was like, wow, chocolate is incredible. <laughs> so yeah, and then I really like fell in love with the process of, of how much thought and, and honestly, science goes into making chocolate. Uh-huh. Um, it's not a short process. It's not an easy process. Uh-huh. Um, and it's also something that people are like, definitely unfamiliar with. Um, so after working there, I like, I came back to Philly and then worked at a chocolate shop here doing all um, airbrushing and uh, hand-painted bonbons uh-huh and then yeah so I and then I worked for a catering company and uh, as the pandemic hit like I took my my hobby of making chocolate into <laughs> and, and giving testers out to all my friends and family and I started to get a little bit more serious with that as I have more time on my hands yes um uh yeah so I started last may mm-hmm. um yeah it's been yeah it's just been a couple right about when it hit. so at least you made some good use of the pandemic but tell us about so i thought this was interesting so the name of your company is chocolates x cyana so tell us what that means so x is an abbreviation for uh, the word pour in spanish which uh-huh. means by so it, it would translate to chocolate by diana uh-huh which just i think little, yeah a little little something special. (laughs) It is is definitely. I think that is something special. I really, really like that. So um, I love the way you said that chocolate is a, you know, it's really a science. Making chocolate is a science. And, um, you know, people think that I'm not going to say any brand names, but, you know, there's these (laughs) brand names, go-tos that people 
have grown up with it. They just think that the chocolate is chocolate and all chocolate is the same, but um, it's, it's not, it's not. And um, so tell us like, what should people look for? I know like we did a segment on olive oil. So we told people what to look for when you're choosing an olive oil. And that's something that's good for you also. And chocolate, I mentioned to you that I eat a piece of dark chocolate. Um, I try to eat at least a small piece every night after dinner or I, you know, that's like my treat and because it's really healthy for you. So tell us what things should people look for so that they know it's really a high quality chocolate and it's not all sugar. Yeah. So what you said, I mean, people are so used to, and I mean, you can't blame them. I mean, I grew up eating Hershey's. (laughs) Um, So there is definitely a difference in, in taste between, you know, having a a bar like that that you're picking up in the grocery store uh you know the checkout line or the you know candy melts <laughs> section <laughs> in the the party store yeah um i mean it really comes down to i always try to tell people they're like how do i know if this is a good bar or something that i'm gonna like i think when it's something that you're unfamiliar with you have to just you have to try a bunch <laughs> you have to because maybe you don't you're not sure what you like so mm-hmm. uh in terms of percentages people also are confused as to what that really means mm-hmm. um the percentage is the amount of actual cocoa in the bar so that doesn't include the sugar or maybe there's milk powder so that is really just the amount of cocoa mass which is just cocoa nibs from the beans uh-huh. and cocoa butter uh-huh if there's any added. So generally the higher percentage is going to mean that it's, there's going to be, be less sugar. It's going to be maybe a little bit more bitter, more rich. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always say maybe if you're new to craft chocolate, like start with something more middle of the road, Yes. Like 50, 50, you know, 60, exactly. kind of work your way up and see if it's something that you like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Work your way up. Definitely. Cause the more, cocoa that has in it is actually healthier for you and you're getting less sugar but I know it's not for everyone because as you said if you grew up with that sugary stuff your palate is kind of you know used to sugary chocolate and really what we grew up with is more sugar than it's what they you know make is really more sugar than chocolate and I I learned that from when I studied the culinary arts in Italy I was mentioning that there it was the law that they always had to tell you the percentage of cocoa in a product where here they've just started doing that but I don't even know if that's the law here if you have to I don't I don't think they do. I think they, it's just something that they do if they want to, the companies do. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not anything that, that I grew up with or that we were used to here. So I learned that when I, and I developed a liking to the dark chocolate because I was used to eating it stuff without a lot of sugar, but, um, and more artisan produced, but I, I agree, you know, it's good to start with maybe like 50, 55% cocoa product and then work your way up. But that's really, really, really interesting. So tell us about the products that you make that we could find at, and it's chocolate X, is it chocolates with an S at the end, X Diana? Uh, just chocolate, no Chocolatexdiana.com, yep. right? Exactly. Yeah, so tell us about the products that you that you make. So um, basically, I, so I make everything from the bean to the bar, which means I sort the beans, you know, try to pick out the, the 
quote, bad beans. Um, I roast them, I crack them, I winnow them, which means separating the, the shell from the cocoa nibs inside. Uh-huh. And then I grind and temper everything. And then I try to combine my my techniques from being a chocolatier. So I also hand paint. Um, I make chocolate bar, uh, chocolate bars, bonbons here and there. <laughs> I try to like focus on the, the nuances of the chocolate and I don't want to use ingredients that would cover up those flavors. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, everybody loves chocolate covered pretzels, uh-huh. <laughs> pretzel bark, bark with chips. But to me, that would kind of cover up the, the flavors of, right, of, cocoa. You know, of the chocolate itself, uh-huh. which is something that I don't, I don't want to do. I want people to explore with, with uh, the, you know, the flavors that are coming out of the chocolate itself. I always kind of compare it to wine because people seem to relate to that a little bit more of like chocolate is similar in the fact that the terroir of of where it's from really dictates the flavor. So, you know, that means like the climate, the topography, what it's grown with, um, also in terms of like the fermentation and the drying process, all of those things dictate the final flavor of of the chocolate itself. So I try to use products that... Um, for example, I just released a Maya chocolate, I, I'm calling it. That's like a, a little homage to the the Maya culture. So uh-huh. I'm using beans right now from Coban, Guatemala, which uh-huh. was once the Maya city. After doing like a little bit of research on it, I found out that they used vanilla, cinnamon, um, chili, allspice, agave, honey, all these other ingredients that they, they used to use with cocoa and, and made drinks out of it. Uh-huh. So like, let me turn this into into a bark. So I I put um, a few of those ingredients into the bark and try to 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 bring out those natural flavors of the chocolate itself. Oh, that's great. Yep. So that and, and I mean, what you're just saying here about not so you're talking about really not masking the cocoa, but bring putting ingredients in that brings the flavor of the cocoa out, but it doesn't overpower it, correct, is re- really what you're saying. Exactly. And that's really the principles too of even Italian cooking, like you're really not supposed to, I always tell people, people think you should put tons of garlic or whatever. And <laughs> the real true artisan Italian cooking is balancing your flavors. So it sounds like, yep, that's what you're talking about too, which is so interesting with um, artisan chocolate is the way that you make it. Your goal is to bring out the chocolate, enhance it, I guess, right? With the ingredients that you put in, but not overpower. Exactly. Which is really- yeah, not, not just not to do too much. I want people to- right. To be able to the t- taste the flavors and, and, you know, try to pinpoint, you know, instead of just eating it, like take a minute, pinpoint, you know, what are you actually tasting? <laughs> exactly, exactly, which is really, really interesting. So you're getting more into, as you said, it's almost like a wine pair, wine tasting where, you know, it, it, it's actually bringing real chocolate to people, real chocolate, because I call really the other stuff is kind of just like (laughs) not real. It's just almost like an imitation, the stuff that you find in the supermarket. That's just, you know, the stuff that we grew up with, with tons of sugar and all that. So are there, if when people are looking for chocolate, is there, um, I know we talked about looking for like at least something that tells you the percentage of cocoa that's in the chocolate that they're eating. Is there any other ingredients they should look for or, you know, should make sure it doesn't have or ingredients that they should look for when they're looking for chocolate? I would always recommend 
And I think most people would agree that the less, the better. <laughs> There's a few, a lot of fake chocolate companies add, you know, soy lecithin, which is something that people kind of freak out about, but which it's not really a big deal. It's just a, they use that as an emulsifier. Uh-huh. But I think in terms of, so if you see that, that's okay. But just keep it to just refined sugar, cocoa beans, um, cocoa butter, <laughs> nothing, nothing too crazy. I think just the less, the less, the better. Lesser, the better. And probably yeah. if you can't pronounce it, then it's probably better. To exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. That you can't. And I, you know, I always say that with anything, the lesser amount of ingredients is better. So that's always good to follow by. Um, so this is Di- Diana Mandalora and she is, is with this yummy chocolate company of her own. It's really a high-end company. Um, or cho- she produces high-end chocolates. And if you have never tasted like a real high-end chocolate, you definitely have to try some of these. So her company is Chocolate X Diana. And it's chocolatexdiana.com. And Diana, I always ask my guests to tell me what does food mean to you? What do you answer for us? <laughs> All right. Um, oh my gosh. I think food to me is is something that's like exciting and something to always look forward to. I feel like it's an excuse for like for an adventure to travel. And especially now, like because because people are limiting their travel, like uh-huh. trying foods from different places kind of gives you an excuse to maybe like learn more about their own culture and, and their own food. But I think anybody that knows me knows that I will travel far and wide for <laughs> like uh-huh. any, my favorite pastry, an ingredient uh-huh. that I want, uh-huh. restaurant that I want to try. There's kind of no limits when it comes to that. So yeah. I do. I, yeah, I would say food to me is just, I feel like it's always an adventure and it's something. I love, I love that. I think yeah. that's really, yeah. <laughs> always an adventure and yes if you you know if somebody can't find it by going there physically now right now you can actually go online and try to search out right search out different foods and things like that if you can't if you can't find it but I think that's wonderful an adventure because it's always a fun way to travel through food definitely so I love that so do you have you know what I did want to ask you um you have some special things that you do for Valentine's Day right and for the for holidays coming up also yes um for holidays i've been making some chocolate molded bonbons which are pretty they're fun um with different kinds of chocolate ganaches and Uh everything is made of course with my own chocolate which is um exciting that that i think uh, i haven't been used to as i haven't been um i haven't done that really before as a chocolatier so Uh That's something that I'm very proud of. (laughs) But yeah, so for Valentine's Day, I've got some some uh, boxes out and, um, you know, that include different bars, bark and bonbons and things. So I try to release a few for for all the holidays. (laughs) Yes, definitely. And um, and, you know that this type of chocolate really makes any day a special day. So even if you don't have a holiday, it's a nice gift to give anybody really. Um, and Diana, um, tell us you, where people can find you. So I know it's chocolatexdiana.com, right? There you go. Tell us, um, where else people can find you online. So, right. Along with my website, um, Instagram and Facebook, same thing at, uh, chocolate X Diana. Okay. There you go. Chocolate X Diana. 
Thank you so much for, for being with us. And uh, thank you for the delicious chocolates. They are just really, really yummy. Thanks so thank much you. for that, <laughs> that experience. They are definitely advent an adventure, I have to tell you, really. It's a great way to travel, too, by, you know, kind of tasting these chocolates that are, I know, are from beans from all around the world. So that's a great way to travel also. Thanks again, Diana. And I'm sure we'll, we'll be having you on again. And thank uh, thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Maria Liberati Show. For more recipes and more food stories, which my books are also famous for, you can find my books, the book series, The Basic Art of Italian Cooking and The Basic Art of at marialiberati.com and online anywhere books are sold. You can also find me and follow me on Instagram at Maria Liberati, on Facebook at Chef Maria Liberati, on Twitter at Maria Liberati with a capital M. And don't forget to share audio sound bites answering what does food mean to you? An audio soundbite of 60 seconds or less posted on social media, hashtag it the Maria Liberati show, or a social media post of 50 words or less posted on social media, hashtag it the Maria Liberati show. If your audio soundbite or post is selected to be part of an upcoming segment on the Maria Liberati show, we'll send you an autographed copy of one of the books from my book series as a special thank you. So don't forget to share and share your recipes. If you created recipes that we've inspired you from this segment, maybe a kiwi salad, kiwi fruit salad. Um, if you were inspired by Diana Amendalore's interview and created a chocolate creation, please share that with us. We're going to share photos on my website. Share that and hashtag it the Maria Liberati show. And we are gathering photos for my website. Thanks to my producer, as always, Britton Roselle, and my production interns, Lexi Samanchik and Peter Saldino. And until next time, peace, love, and pasta.